welcome. I'm Emily. Oh, wow. I wasn't sure if we were flipping it now. I know. I don't know. You start it. So that was pretty crazy. Anyway, go ahead. (laughs) We have the patriarch audio. We can can, We'll do movie magic. Let's get back. Let's go back to normal. (laughs) I'm Nako Narder. I'm Emily Walborn. And this is Half Asian. Half Hour. Nailed it. And this week, we are doing the 2018 film Burning. Yeah, a retroactively scary film for me. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) This is a slow burn about a murder, but I guess upon your first watch, you didn't realize. I didn't know what was going on. (laughs) (laughs) I don't think I was watching close enough because I was watching it to because it, uh, it, it was this whole thing I had to talk to Sweep about it I wasn't really watching it because I didn't really want to have to talk to them for that long about it um, yeah. <laughs> and then when I talked to them they were like yeah you know definitely about a serial killer and I was like what <laughs> <laughs> yeah spoiler, I, I guess yeah spoiler for this movie that came out three years ago <laughs> yeah. um yeah, I didn't. I watched it over the summer, and then this time mm-hmm. I just I reread the Wikipedia. Mm-hmm. It's a slow movie, and there were also entire paragraphs of the Wikipedia that I was like, "Oh, I forgot about that," because that didn't really need to happen. Like this movie did not have to be as long as it was. I was using the mm-hmm. fast forward ten seconds function liberally, like gorgeous shots of the Korean Beautiful. countryside, but like. 45 seconds long my guy that doesn't need to happen that doesn't help the storytelling yeah it's a slow it's a slow burner in many senses of the world wow yes i'd say yeah slow burning and that i then thought about it like all week after i watched it yes correct and it's also very slow (laughs) Yeah, it. I was very frustrated while I was watching it because of how slow it was. But then I did mm-hmm. think about it more and more for days, and just like stuff about the plot I hadn't thought of, and also like I just kept thinking about like the theme, which I almost never do with a movie. Yeah, this one was it. It's pretty interesting. I was reading a, a like an interview from the director. Uh, for him, a big part of it is wanting to tell. A story about young people, um, particularly in the current generation. Mm-hmm. He says some of his past projects were named Project Rage, and that was because it seems that today people all over the world, regardless of their nationality, religion, and social status, are angry for different reasons. The rage of young people is a particularly pressing problem. The millennials living in Korea today will be the first generation that are worse off than their parents' generation. Um, they feel that the future will not change significantly um, and not, and they're not able to find an object to direct their age at. So there's a feeling of debilitation, which I think I, is very prevalent in this movie. Totally. It, was, it was definitely like kind of a generation thing between um, Jong Su and Ben mm-hmm. and also like a class thing. Yes. Yeah, I... 
read Peter de Bruges in Variety said that the degree to which burning succeeds will depend largely on one's capacity to identify with the unspoken but strongly conveyed sense of jealousy and frustration its lower class protagonist feels. And I do yeah. think that you need to identify with Jiang Su. Here's what I'll say. There were elements of his relationship with Hei Mi that I found mm-hmm. off-putting and distracting from the plot like is are all the scenes that I would have cut to make this movie shorter and I think Mm -hmm. also kept me from identifying with him and the moments when I did was when I was like damn this is like I really am like into this movie and then the moments where he was Mm -hmm. like being kind of weird with her was when I would kind of be out of it and then I'd be like okay I'm bored I know like that what he says to her the last Mm -hmm. thing he says to her you know Mm -hmm. I was like why (laughs) I get he's jealous but come on Yes. Um, yeah. <laughs> so this movie was based on the short story Barn Burning from The Elephant Vanishes by Haruki Murakami. And this movie was selected as the South Korean entry for Best Foreign Language Film at the Oscars. Mm-hmm. It was not nominated, but it was the first Korean film to make it to the final nine film shortlist. Mm-hmm. And then the next year, another South Korean film called Parasite uh, won. Yeah, if you can can remember. Um, Yeah, I think that, like, had this come out, you know, in a Mm post-Parasite world, Mm -hmm. it would have at least been nominated, I think. I also wonder if it was sort of precipitating. I mean, obviously, there was, like, a rise in South Korean, like, culture being exported but I also wonder if this like greased the wheels for the Academy. Yeah. And what I think is actually really interesting. And I was reading about this movie and this, it kept coming up that like, this was the director's first movie in eight years Mm -hmm. post being blacklisted. And I was like, what do you mean he was blacklisted? (laughs) And so I was looking into it and it was this, it's this whole thing that in 2018, it, it came out that the Korean film council had admitted to being involved with like creating like a secret blacklist and putting a bunch of filmmakers and like studios and stuff on a blacklist because they would, they were either progressive or like Mm -hmm. didn't agree with the government's political stances. And so they blacklisted a bunch of people from getting government funding for their movies, essentially like trying to, you know, alter the messaging of art. In the country whoa yeah it's just pretty interesting which is also why i wonder like so that happened in it seems like fall of 2018 mm-hmm. so then this movie came out you know in 2019 mm-hmm. so i think it probably took like a couple years to like yeah. kind of bounce back from that mm-hmm. and then i think parasite probably hit it at the like exact right time that, and i mean it's also a great movie but that makes a lot of sense yeah Wow. That is interesting. I, yeah, this movie felt a lot like a Bong Joon-ho. I mean, just because both of them, all of his movies have, like, strong themes of, like, government corruption or, like, Mm -hmm. class differences or, Mm -hmm. like, different things like that. Yeah. See? And it's still burning. (laughs) It's still burning. It's still burning for us. (laughs) So we start... We start with Jong Su, played by Yu Ah In, and he 
like runs into this girl that he knew from his past from high school or something and he doesn't recognize her because she got plastic surgery (laughs) um but she's like I'm about to go on a trip will you cat sit for me and he does they have sex in her apartment and then he's cat sitting he never sees her cat but he sees like a litter box and he also keeps masturbating in her apartment and also like so we're also getting this sense of like he is moving so he's recently graduated mm-hmm. he's working as like a delivery guy mm-hmm. he's moving home to like take care of the family yes house because mm-hmm. his dad is in is being charged with aggravated assault mm-hmm. and so it's like just him at home mm-hmm. he's getting these like mysterious phone calls where nobody says anything on the other end mm-hmm. so like the only thing really he's got going is his friend new friendship with Yes. Yes. And I I have definitely seen many a man be like, my life's not going well. Why don't I latch myself onto this woman who gave Mm -hmm. me a little bit of attention and see if I can make Mm -hmm. this my whole thing? Mm -hmm. Which is. I do think she likes him, though. She does. I do think she likes him, but he gets obsessed with her and just Mm -hmm. the obsession is. I find it hard to get on board with. Yeah, I have. Um, I've read some like critics' response to that that we can talk about after Ooh. we kind of like go through the whole mystery. Okay. I'm um, yes, she she's also just like a very sweet, friendly girl. Like she's clearly yeah. like. Just like a nice girl. This was her first movie. This actress. She's so good. That's crazy. She's so good, right? Like they did a, just a casting call and they found her. Wow. Yeah, she crushed it. Then, okay, she needs him to pick her up at the airport. She was delayed there for three days because of a bomb threat. And so he gets there, and it turns out in those three days, she's made a friend who's Ben, played by Stephen Young. Yeah. I also think this was one of those movies where I was like, the only person I know is this actor, so I'm kind of just waiting for that actor to show up. And so the, like, first 35 minutes, I I felt like I was waiting. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Which is on me for being a stupid American. No, I mean, that's why I was excited to watch it too, obviously. Mm-hmm. <laughs> then they go out, the three of them go out to dinner. Haimi, played by Jian Zhang Xiao, delivers a monologue where she saw the sunset and it how she like didn't want to be alive anymore. She's like crying. She like absolutely crushes this monologue. Mm-hmm. And then she kind of falls asleep. She's, like, pretty drunk. Yeah, she starts crying, and then Ben literally starts laughing. Yeah. And he's, like, he's, like, I think it's so funny when people cry. Like, he's, like, yeah. only because I've never shed a tear in my life. Yes. Like, okay, psycho. <laughs> yeah, he is a psychopath. Absolutely. As we will later, we'll see, but quite literally, yeah. but. Yes, genuinely. When he says it, you're kind of, like what and then you're like I don't know he pulls it off all right because yeah. <laughs> he's so likable like he's confident he's charming yeah like part of it is supposed to be like that he's wealthy so like that's supposed to make him mm-hmm. impressive mm-hmm. and this is and he's so young yeah yeah and he's hot obviously <laughs> and like hey me likes him so like Jungsoo is jealous of him for a bunch of reasons the hey me thing yeah. but I think that is really more of a vessel for like the class uh, rift yes absolutely um 
you know, Jung Su asked Ben, like, hey, what do you do for a living? He's like, all I can say is that I play. Yeah. He's he's basically like Justin Timberlake in the social network. He's just like every asshole who's like, he's like the, the, Trace Colmas guy from Silicon Valley. He's just every like rich asshole who every <laughs> single thing he says, you're like, what are you what? talking about? But it's so crazy because Stephen delivers it in a way where you're like, wow. Yeah. You great. You have a great life. Yeah. <laughs> you know? You're like, wow, I'm really impressed by you. And it doesn't yeah. come off like as an asshole at all. Like but kind of. No, but totally. like, but he's just so likable. But totally. then, you, but, then you think of the things he said and you're like that's stupid yeah yes. <laughs> completely yeah the other two examples i just gave like those characters are played for laughs and this guy it like should be but you're like wait i actually am impressed like i think that yeah like you're being pretentious but it is reading as like smart yeah and he has like a friend dropping off his car he pays for dinner like mm-hmm. he takes um Amy home because John yeah. Stu, you can tell, wants to, but he's like, yeah, no, I guess that's fine, you know. Mm-hmm. He has a yeah, super fancy car. To ben. Yeah, please. And yeah. his, like, truck. Yeah. Come on. Nice. Um, they smoke yes. weed. The three of them smoke weed on John Stu's farm. And mm-hmm. Hamey is dancing topless. I wish that hadn't happened. And before that, we see a little bit more of the three of them, too. Like, they go out for coffee. Mm-hmm. They talk about um, Jiangsu being a writer. Ben is, like, really into that. He wants him to, like, write his story. Mm-hmm. They go out with their friends. And <laughs> Amy does this, like, dance for everybody. Oh, yeah. And Ben is just, like, so, bo- like, he's yawning. And Jiangsu yes. catches him. And he's like, hey. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. I completely forgot about that scene because it wasn't on Wikipedia. That was a good scene as well. Yeah. Yeah. There's like a a weird, really compelling relationship developing between Ben and Jung Soo because Ben Mm -hmm. is like taking a shine to Jung Soo. Yeah. Jung Soo's kind of like very interested in this guy. Yes. And Jung Soo's like, well, I don't like you. So I don't think I like this. However, like this is like, tantalizing and like mm-hmm. there's like something exciting about it like yeah he has he has them over for dinner at his like super fancy apartment mm-hmm. and he he's like I never want to be like this guy making pasta and listening to jazz yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like who is this freaking guy yeah, yeah. the like status dynamics at play it's a master class it really is because it, it's so subtle is it's not really through dialogue it's like like through the performance and yeah it isn't I almost wanted to say like the movie relies so much on these performances because they're so strong but like the script is mm-hmm. aside mm-hmm. from being 35 minutes too long it is like <laughs> airtight like there's a lot yeah. of good stuff going on yeah so then yeah they go to his house mm-hmm. um and they like smoking weed yeah she dances with her top off um, and then, like, immediately falls asleep, it seems. Um, yeah. <laughs> leaving the two boys to chat. Um, yeah, to shoot the shit. They talk about some pretty normal stuff. Kind of the same every day. Uh, ben says he has this hobby where every two months or so, he burns down an abandoned greenhouse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's why he's actually 
why they were there in the neighborhood mm-hmm. because he was scouting mm-hmm. for houses to burn down. Yeah. And Jong Su's like, let me know. What is it gonna happen soon? And he's like, Yeah, soon and also near your house. Very close. He keeps seeing like very, very close. Mm-hmm. And he's like, kind of he's like kind of freaked out. Of course. <laughs> I kept thinking, yeah. So this is where I was like doing a very literal interpretation of what was going on. And I was like, oh man, he's gonna like burn his house down. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, and then Jiangsu says he loves Jaime, and and then Ben laughs, which is like a normal, you normal know, reaction. Someone, yeah, emotes. I think it's good to laugh. Yeah, it seems to be his go-to reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, and then they get ready to leave, and then Jiangsu is like, essentially, Jaime tells her she's a whore. Yeah. Yeah, Asian dance topless. Uh, I think it's cool for me to say this to you as someone who, yeah, who just pretty recently came back into your life. Yes, correct. Yeah, yeah. so that sucks. And that took like, me out. Of, that was one of the, I was like, damn, dude. Eh. Yeah, that's what it I was because after that scene, we spend a lot of time just with him, and he's having a rough time. Pretty much the rest of the movie is just him because, uh huh, yeah as we'll find out soon why but that was a rough one to end on in terms of getting me to be on board with Jiangsu yeah it was kind of one of those I don't know that I would necessarily say it's a trope but it's kind of one of those tropes of like I mean okay we'll find out in a couple scenes she she disappears and it's one of those kind of tropes of like oh, you say something so regrettable (laughs) and you never see him again, you know? But it's like, did it have to be that? (laughs) And I also understand that her role in this movie is basically to be like the example of what Ben and Jong-Soo's dynamic is. Like they are just playing this like weird territorial game of chess and Mm -hmm. Haimi is like what they're using to play sometimes or it like Mm -hmm. reflects what their dynamic is which from a storytelling perspective like is artful and helpful and like well done Mm -hmm. but why couldn't it have just been like another guy like Mm -hmm. I think it was a really skillful tool to use from a storytelling perspective still didn't love it as a woman yes and so then Jiangsu has this dream about a greenhouse burning he goes to this like job interview and bails um on it he keeps trying to call her she doesn't answer he's like sprinting around looking at all the greenhouses around Mm -hmm. him because he keeps waiting to see he was like he said it was going to be soon he said it was going to be near me yeah so he's like mapping out all the greenhouses he's checking on them all the time Mm -hmm. um he keeps like going to her apartment and and looking for her and finally, he gets the landlord to let him in. Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, I got to feed the cat. And she's mm-hmm. like, there's no cat here. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> and her apartment's like super clean. And yeah. he's like kind of freaked out by it. The litter box that used to be there is gone. He like talks to her old boss. He goes to the, she's, she's in, we didn't mention it, but she's into pantomiming. And she mm-hmm. goes, he goes to the pantomime studio and she yes. hasn't been in in a while. <laughs> and that's um, how you know something's wrong. So taking her pantomime lessons. <laughs> um, 
so he then he yeah he's like keeps checking the greenhouses and then this is when he starts to like follow ben mm-hmm. and he follows ben to a cafe and it's, it's like you think he's there to, to ask him like what mm-hmm. happened to her have mm-hmm. you seen her? Have you heard from her? Because mm-hmm. it's been supposedly months yeah, um, since this has happened. Or, and I think I may have missed it, but like a couple days after they came over, she, she like calls him, but it's like all. Yes. He gets a really short phone call from her. He can't really hear what she's saying. And, he, and then he keeps trying to call her back. She doesn't pick up. And eventually mm-hmm. her number is disconnected. So that's sort of suspicious. Very suspicious. Mm-hmm. Um, and so when he sees Ben, you think he's going to, like, ask what happened. But he's like, what happened to the greenhouses? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, I've been checking and nothing has been burned down. And Ben is like, oh, well, I did it a day or two after we came to your house. Mm-hmm. And that, like, freaks him out. Mm-hmm. Which is scary. Mm-hmm. That's scary. And he's like, no, 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 I've like, I've looked at all the greenhouses. Nothing is being, has been burned down. And he's like, I'm going to tell you, I did it Yeah. a couple of days later, which I mean. He might not be talking about <laughs> he, burning a greenhouse per se. Yeah. I mean, yeah, he killed her. Yeah. He killed yeah. her. Yeah. And all of the talk of like, oh, it's very close to you etc etc I pick I pick ones that nobody knows will Mm -hmm. disappear Mm -hmm. and like she in a lot of her monologues talks about how she feels so lonely that nobody would notice Mm -hmm. if she did disappear yeah she's super like she's suicidal she's lonely enough that she's letting this rando she went to high school with hang yeah become her best friend. friend yeah 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 she's very clearly vulnerable yeah, and he doesn't quite know yet that that's what he's talking about. Like, he's mm-hmm. still pretty sure he's talking about greenhouses. Mm-hmm. And then another young woman comes to the cafe mm-hmm. to meet Ben, which we now are like, okay, uh-oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then he's like, I don't know. She, he finally asks Ben about Jaime and He's like, I don't know, she just disappeared. Oh, and at one point, Jung Su was like, Do you think maybe she went on vacation? If you're Ben, this is such a good opportunity. You're like, Yeah, probably. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> but instead, he goes, Probably not. I don't think she can afford it. Mm-hmm. Like, his need to like step on these people's uh-huh. necks is greater than his need to be, to get yeah. away with a crime. Yeah, because he knows he can get away with it. And he almost wants to get caught. Like he wants, yeah. he is like so privileged that he keeps being like, it would be awesome if I could feel like and crying that's, or something. Yeah. And that's like the dynamic they have is like, it's almost like Ben wants Jung Su to be the one that's going to mm-hmm. catch him. Yeah. It's almost like Jung Su is like the first person who has disliked him. And Ben is like intrigued by that and is like, maybe yeah. he can set me free. Yeah. And then he visits Jaime's family. Well, okay, so when they were high, I may told this story about getting caught in a well and like falling down a well and how Jung Su was the only one that that was the one that saved her, essentially. Um, and so when he visits her family, they're like, mm, there was never a well by our house. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, I think this really good, what I think makes it such a good mystery is like, there are so many 
mysterious unresolved things going on in this movie mm-hmm. there's like mm-hmm. the phone calls never get resolved mm-hmm. this well story it's like no one really knows if it's true or not mm-hmm. there's no real greenhouse that had been burned down mm-hmm. but nobody is coming out and saying he killed her yeah Very spooky yeah they leave a lot like they leave a lot of the movie for the audience to experience afterwards Mm-hmm. Right after it's over which is hard to do yeah it's really like you gotta you kind of go back and think through everything they said and you're like oh wow that's what they were talking about I know maybe <laughs> I do want to rewatch this maybe I should have done that for this it's really nuts and so yeah. then he again is checking greenhouses he asks the neighbor if there was ever a well in the neighborhood and he's like mm, I don't think so mm-hmm. proving again did she make that shit up? What's going on? Um, then he spends a day in like just following Ben to church, to a family dinner, to the mm-hmm. gym. Mm-hmm. And then Ben invites him into his house. And so he's having a dinner party. Um, but another young girl comes over mm-hmm. and his cat gets out and he didn't have a cat last time. Mm-hmm. and so Junksu's like what's the cat's name mm-hmm. and he's like oh doesn't have one yet but mm-hmm. the cat gets out and Junksu calls it by Jaime's the name that mm-hmm. she gave it mm-hmm. and it comes to him because yep. it knew him from feeding mm-hmm. it while she was gone mm-hmm. and so now now he knows what's up but he doesn't he say finds- early in the movie yeah he doesn't say it which is crazy Crazy. (laughs) it's crazy to keep that shit to yourself yes he bought Hamie a watch at the beginning of the movie and he sees a very similar if not the same watch in a drawer in Ben's bathroom with like a bunch of other women's jewelry and there's this like makeup box in there too it's all like that he saw the first time around Mm -hmm. I think he probably assumed that it was Jaime's Mm -hmm. stuff but it's all still there. Mm-hmm. And now her watch is there too. And so then again, his friends come over, this like young girl, she's like doing pretty much the same thing Jaime did of like, mm-hmm. of like dancing or whatever. Yeah. And he's just as bored. Ben yeah. is just as bored. And Junksu catch, catches him again, mm-hmm. doing the same thing. Ben's um, just trying to feel something, man. Yeah. And then we get, we get a break from that. We go back to his dad being sentenced to six mm-hmm. months in prison, mm-hmm. which is also kind of like, uh, I think a commentary on the class stuff because it's mm-hmm. like, he, it sounds like he broke a chair or something and is yeah, yeah. it like broke someone's hand and mm-hmm. is going through this big trial while Ben is out there doing, just murdering, murdering young women. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. And it's just walking around. Totally. Yeah, it is such a, like, yeah, stark example of, like, if you don't have resources, Mm -hmm. you, your life is so much harder. Like, every, you have to give up everything, time, dignity, effort. Yeah, and when I first watched it, I was like, I don't really understand why we have this whole other plot, but it Mm -hmm. is such a smart Mm -hmm. contrast to, like, the actual, yeah murdering that is going on totally and a serial killer walking free yeah like loki trying not to 
yeah, like trying to get caught. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we see Ben applying makeup to the girl he's been seeing. And then he like meets Jungsu on the side of a road and he's like, hey, I thought you were meeting. You told me like Jaime was coming too. Where is she? And then Ben and then Jungsu stabs Ben. Yep. And this is a pretty brutal ending. It's just like him stabbing him a bunch of times and then setting him and his car on fire. And yep. then that's a movie. Nope. Yeah. yeah. He lights them on fire. Yeah. So and he, he lights ben. and he burns all of his clothes. So he rides mm-hmm. home naked in his car. Yeah. And that's the end of the movie. That is burning. So what did you think happened before this girl said that it was a murder? I don't know. I was like, I guess she's flaky. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the scariest thing of all. Well, I, I yeah, I don't know. I I wasn't really paying close attention, so I was like, I yeah. don't know. She, like, she probably died, but like, not at the hands of these people, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's one part where I think it's when um, Jung Soo confronts Ben at the restaurant, and Ben says, "Hey, me trusted you more than anybody in her life. This is the first time I've ever felt jealousy." At first, when I saw it, I thought. That was him being like, okay, well, because I'm jealous, I'm going to murder. I didn't realize it was a serial killer. I thought he, I thought this was his first offense. And I thought Mm -hmm. he was like, oh, I'm feeling a negative emotion for the first time. So I am entitled Mm -hmm. to like retribution. And these like people who don't have money are mine for the taking. But upon a rewatch, I didn't realize he was a serial killer until you said it. And the women's jewelry makes sense. And this is, yeah, that's mainly that and then replacing her mm-hmm. with un, like identical young woman yeah. and doing the exact same like dinner party entertain have mm-hmm. her entertain be bored like it's like the same yeah the only variable was drunk too exactly yeah because his drawer was filled to the brim with bracelets yeah. so <laughs> yeah. and if he if he's like i burn a uh, greenhouse down every like two months yeah jesus man yeah um so yeah the but the the depiction of I mean what drew some criticism so some people said well it's told from Shang Su's point of view so so it's fair to ask whether the director is cultivating true audience solidarity or urging us to understand the story exclusively through the lens of our hero's prejudices to see Jaime and Ben as idealized and demonized, respectively. I think that's fair. I think it is yeah. fair. But it's, uh, I don't know, I also feel like, I don't think that criticism or that response is totally valid because mm-hmm. I feel like people kind of give that answer a lot when yeah. a female character isn't fully fleshed out. They're like, well, it's not her story. Yes. Like, But that doesn't mean you can write and not saying mm-hmm. that this character is necessarily this but like in a lot of cases doesn't mean you can still write a sexist character and get away yes. with it yes and also okay so we want to see sexism and like the way mm-hmm. the people view her we see that through mm-hmm. men already we if you want to see like someone not value women's lives we already get that through ben we don't need like the audience is now forced to choose between ben who is charismatic and literally murders people or Jiangsu who 
is like less sexist but still objectifying Jaime Mm -hmm. and also I think that it's fair to to say like what you think of people really depends on like where you're coming from and like Mm -hmm. he wants like this like pretty girl in his life and that's like really affecting him and he hates Ben and so a lot of stuff's affecting him too like his jealousy keeps him from figuring it out earlier I think yeah um another critic I think gave a kind of a better answer saying that if you know it's being adapted from Murakami short story even loosely you'll know that the woman vanishes because I guess that Mm. is something that's built into a lot of his narratives Mm. um and that the vanishing will preoccupy the protagonist like obsessively at first and then fade over time Mm -hmm. and that they saw this mystery of her disappearance even though it's like technically solved mm-hmm. it becomes becomes bigger and is like not just a plot device but like a becomes the whole central question of the movie mm-hmm. becomes like more than just a trope of like oh the miss the girl goes missing and mm-hmm. he yeah. becomes obsessed with solving her murder it, it's more of like a driving force throughout the entire movie yes like even when she's alive yeah it's like a driving she's a driving force for like his whole story yeah totally and there, there's almost an interpretation like I think there's towards the middle of the movie you think like maybe she is just like dating Ben and Jiang Su. like maybe she's fine mm-hmm. and Jiang Su is just like spiraling for nothing it yeah, yeah. that's a good yeah, it isn't, it is reversing, like, the usual order. Yeah, so then they also kind of say with that, um, at least they thought a lot of the powerful parts of the movie were casually just addressing the pressures on women, like Jaime, his mom, her family, mm-hmm. and, like, living up to financially unstable images of femininity in mm-hmm. South Korea. Yeah, I mean, he doesn't recognize her at first because she got plastic surgery. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's a big part of it, too. She, like, even asked him, like, you told me once you thought I was ugly. Now you think I'm beautiful. <laughs> you know, like, yeah. where they sleep together for the first time. There's just so many themes. It's so layered that it's, like, hard to definitively mm-hmm. say one way or the other on her character. Yeah. Because she is almost also just symbolic of a lot of things. Yes. I also think that there is, at least in Japan, and I assume it's similar in other East Asian, Asian countries, like, it just is kind of sexist over there in some ways mm-hmm. sometimes. Yeah. I just read a murder mystery called Malice by Keigo Higashino, and I was like, oh, the female characters in this are nothing. And I asked my mom if that's just like his jam. And she was like, no, like he's got other books where the women are prominent characters. But I just kind of assumed like, oh, well, it was written in the 90s by a Japanese guy. Maybe like women are nothing in this. What would you give this? Oh, man. Okay. Gongs? I'd give it a four. Like, it's such a good movie. It is one of the like, you know, Mm -hmm. capital B best movies I've seen. It's like, well done. Mm-hmm. but it is mm-hmm. so goddamn boring sometimes like if I ever do rewatch this I am gonna skip the first 40 minutes yeah there's a lot of like especially right around the scene where they all 
meet up at the country house. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Ramen. I mean, a five. It it came close to getting an Oscar nom. Yeah. It was cool that Steven Yeun did it. Like he was attracted to the script, and he did this like Korean movie, which rocks. Mm-hmm. I his career is amazing, and I like the projects he choose. Like he has chosen to work with so many directors of color. He's worked. Yeah. With- I know he I think he had said too he thought there was a time when he was pretty sure he was just gonna do like Korean movies mm-hmm. or something so maybe this was and he had time. I don't remember which movie it was but he did something and he was like oh I really only want to work with if possible directors of color moving forward because mm-hmm. it is like palpably different when I'm not just being treated as like the Asian guy so he was in sorry to bother you he was in this he was in Okja Mm-hmm. he was in Minari obviously but he Sorry. yeah he like chooses things that are going to value him like he's an amazing actor and he's bilingual why mm-hmm. would you relegate him to just being Rocks. like the Asian guy in Walking Dead I haven't seen Walking Dead yeah. and obviously it was his big break yeah. no nothing against Walking Dead but like mm-hmm. yeah he's capable of so much so good and there are directors that would overlook that yeah not Jordan Peele though I'm so excited for that That's oh gonna be crazy. God, I'm gonna scream yeah. Yeah, what about you? Gongs, yeah. I think like a four. I was slow. Yeah. And, and I, it's my fault that I wasn't paying enough attention <laughs> the first time. But I was like, eh, what? He's burning houses and he kills him for that? <laughs> I was like, whatever, dude. <laughs> Chill. <laughs> yeah. Fair. Because I was, okay, by the time he, he, goes to his house a second time and he sees her watch mm-hmm. there I was like oh something's going on but I don't mm-hmm. know what so oh well uh, yeah that is fair <laughs> um but upon talking about it and thinking about it and reading about it I'm like yeah this is a good movie yeah yeah but you know <laughs> I'm also all for speeding things mm-hmm. along a little bit and then for ramen yeah five i think it's really cool this was his first movie the director made in eight years so i think that's awesome i think the politics of the Mm -hmm. movie are very layered and Mm -hmm. interesting and he does it in a cool way yeah and i think it was like a almost like a parasite precursor which is totally yeah Um, if people like parasite they will like this not as much but they will (laughs) I mean, Parasite's just, like, it's so good. <laughs> we will do it eventually. It's tight. We will, of course. But it almost just feels like after that, we'd be done with the podcast. We've reached we'd the really top. We really only have the mag left. <laughs> right. But, yeah, it's a great movie. Another slow burner. Another real thinker. And next another week, serial killer. Another person responsible for <laughs> hundreds of lives lost. Yeah. The mag. It's true. Cool. All right. Well, thanks, guys. Thank you. Bye. Bye.